You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome to our series called The Storehouse Blessing. This is the 15th episode. I trust that you have listened to them from the very beginning. If you haven't, go back. They are in an order. They are designed to bring you into the full knowledge of the three different kinds of storehouses. First, there is the immediate use storehouse. That's found in Deuteronomy 28.5. Second, there is the intermediate use storehouse. That's found in Deuteronomy 28.8. And then in 28.12, we get a hint of this third type of storehouse. Jesus enlarges on it in Matthew's gospel chapter 6 verse 20 21. It is the interdimensional storehouse. It's what we call laying up treasures in heaven. All right, let's read our text. John 10 10. The thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. You can have a lot of money but it will by no means enable you to live life to the full. Truly generous people love long-term gains. They look to things that are eternal. Here's 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17, verse 18, verse 19. This is New International Version. Paul writes to Timothy and says, Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. You know, I've lived long enough to see people who had great wealth, and I've seen them lose it all overnight. I've seen them become so despairing that they committed suicide because they lost what they thought was everything. And only to find out that had they continued to live, they could have recovered. Other people recovered from the same disaster. You know, we've got to continue to look to God. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. When you're obedient to God, you set something up for your finances so that He is looking out for you. That doesn't mean you'll never suffer a loss but you can recognize that God is going to work to take care of you and He's going to steer you into places so that you can recover. In this way, the people who give will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. You know, it's not enough for us just to hope that everything works out. We need to be rich in good deeds. We need to be generous with the things that God has blessed us with. And generous people are those who enable a vision from God to become a reality. Now, God never gives the visionary all the money that he needs. He uses sowers to partner with the messengers. And in the Hebrew culture, there were some who actually went to the battle 
and there were others who stayed by the supplies. And I want to read this to you out of the book of 1 Samuel chapter 30, and we'll begin reading with verse 21. Then David came to the 200 men who had been too exhausted to follow him and who were left behind at the Bezor ravine. They came out to meet David and the people with him. As David and his men approached, he greeted them. But all the evil men and troublemakers among David's followers said, Because they didn't go out with us, we will not share with them the plunder we recovered. However, each man may take his wife and children and go. David replied, No, my brothers, you must not do with what the Lord has given us. You must not do that with what the Lord has given us. He's protected us and handed us over the forces that came against us. Who will listen to what you say? The share of the man who stayed with the supplies is to be the same as that of him who went down to the battle. All will share alike. David made this a statute and an ordinance for Israel from that day to this. So let me remind you of how the story set up. David and his men had been out on a campaign. They came home and they found that their own city had been sacked by the Amalekites. The Amalekites had carried off their wives, their children, and all of their property. David sought the Lord, and the Lord put it in his heart, pursue after these men who stole your people. But there were some of David's men who couldn't travel. They were so weak because they had just come in from a campaign. They stayed to watch the supplies. They went out, David and the men that went with him, who had the strength to travel, and they won a great battle, and they beat the Amalekites, and they recovered everything. They got all of their women and children back, all of their possessions that had been taken, and on top of that, a great deal of spoil from the Amalekites. In those days, these armies carried their food with them and their supplies and their extra clothing and swords and monies and so forth. And so there was a great deal of spoil that was recovered. There were a group of soldiers who wanted to keep it all for only those who went to battle. David said, no way. We are going to split it with those who stayed behind to watch the stuff. They were with us in spirit, even though they physically did not go. Now here is the way God works that for the church. I've told you stories about our missionaries, one of them being Jack Harris. I've supported Jack now for well over 30 years, 35 years or so, and it continues to go. He's a faithful man. I've never been to India. I've been to Indonesia, but not like Jack's been. I've never been to Malaysia, Jack's been. I've never been to Vietnam, Jack's been. He's been to all these different places. He goes to Brazil. He goes to Central America. He has an amazing ministry. Everywhere he goes, I go with him. I've helped to build churches in India. I've blessed churches and people that I've never seen because I have supported Jack and because I have stayed here by the stuff. Even though I did not go, I will share in the reward for everything he's done. That's how God works this process. The scripture teaches that the senders are as important as the goers. And here it is in Romans chapter 10, and we'll read verses 13, 14, 15 from the NIV. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. 
How then can they call on the one that they've not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they've not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can they preach unless they are sent? So God in His great supply chain puts the sender and the goer on the same plane. And when you give to support a great work of God, you are going to share in everything that work of God accomplishes. That's why it's so important to have treasure in heaven because we get to be a part of things that are so much bigger than our ordinary lives. It is amazing what God enables us to be a part of. I'll see you later. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below. And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.